Hello, welcome to Piecing the Parsha Together. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Vayetze. Parsha's Vayetze is one of the few, few Parshios to have no breaks in it. No little, you know, lowercase Parsha breaks in it. And therefore, perhaps there's really only one idea to try to understand the Parsha rather than trying to tie together numerous different pieces. And if that is the case, in Parshas Vayetze, it is the focus of Gauls. And that is why the Baal Trum says at the beginning of the Parsha, there are no breaks in the Parsha. It's all about Gauls. And the idea of, Av, of Yaakov as the Av of Gauls, and what we're supposed to, shall we say, find in this Parsha about it. So let's start as a comment in the Gemara. Psachim, Daf Pei Zion, Ahmed Beis, the bottom of the Ahmed get to wider lines. It's the uh, fourth line, I think, of the widest lines. Um, Elazar says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu did not exile the Jews among the nations. They should add to them Gerim. There's a idea that maybe you'll say even in Agalus there's a tremendous amount of opportunity. And the opportunity specifically, Elazar says we have to find the converts. Shem sends us out in the Agalus to go, to go add. And in the Parsha itself, there are a couple comments from the Haksava HaKavala. When Yaakov is amazed at the place he found, that he saw the dream with the ladder. And the angels, Yaakov will wake up. Pasuk Tezayin of Perak Chavches will say, Then Pasuk Yitzayin says, Vayira. He was in awe. How awesome is this place? And he says, says that Yaakov didn't expect to have this kind of revelation in the spot of Basel. And, and he says that specifically, I think he says the idea of the Sharash Maim is this idea that I've realized now that I have the ability to have, um, you know, things that are not necessarily just the way, that, you know, the natural world has a, a deeper appreciation. It almost seems like a deeper uh, revelation of Hashem than he had before. This is Yaakov on his way to Gauls. So once we focus on the idea of Yaakov and Gauls and perhaps the idea of trying to add on, Right, which is what which is what we're supposed to do in Gaul, sort of rise from the rise to the occasion. It helps shed light on um, another thing that appears quite a lot in Vayetze, and that is the naming of places. We have Luz named as Basel. We have the eleven of the twelve Shvatim, along with Dina, the camp of Machanayim at the very very end of the parsha, and then Yaakov names the place he makes the deal with Lavan. And so many names. And what's the significance of the names, the meaning of the names? 
And all the Shvatim, when they're born, the names are, are explained. But as, as pointed out in a, a very interesting Sefer uh, place in the Parsha by Rabbi Yoel Elzior, the names don't automatically fit. He talks about Basel as, as maybe different spots. Um, and that's a you know interesting thing to 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 think about. You would name a spot over with with with, uh, with, a, with an existing with an existing name, and the point Yaakov names Luz Basel and Parshas Vayetze, as well as on his way back in Vayishlach, and then in the Shvatim's names, it's not so clear how the name fits. Reuven is, Leah says, Ra Hashem Ba'anyi, my affliction, and now my, my husband will love me. Right? Shimon, uh, I'm hated. Not not so clear how you see those names. There is a Medrash. Medrash Rabbah. Parsha Ayin Aleph is the third piece in the Parsha. It talks about the names of the Shvatim. There's a couple different comments from Rav Yossi Bar Hanina. And he first starts out by saying there are four different ways you can have names. You can have names that are pleasant names that correspond to pleasant actions, names that are not pleasant that correspond to unpleasant actions, and names that are unpleasant that correspond to good actions, and names that are good but will maybe have not such good actions. So he starts out by saying the idea of a pleasant name but an unpleasant action. Esav, he was made, but he doesn't do anything. And Yishmael, he didn't listen. And then he says the idea of names that are not pleasant but have pleasant actions to them are the Bnei Gola and Ezra, Bnei Vakbuk, and Bnei Chakufa, and Bnei Charchor. Not sure if those have specific meanings, but he says those individuals doesn't sound good, and they uh, zocha to rebuild the base of Migdash. Right? The, the eighth Yosef says uh, some of the names are, Pickbook is doubt, and Haka is being hit. So those are negative, but they did good. And then he continues and says, you can have names that are bad and the actions are bad. He says, these are the Maraglim, Sasor is Ben Sasurim, right? He, he, he seals it up, hides it up. Gadi is from the lords of Gurodim, who Miradim, is that rebellion from Morid? He says, the, the, again, the Eitz Yosef says, Sar and Yisurim. And then he Comments again, Yossi Barchanina says the Shmoseim Noim and Maisim Maaseim Noim. What is that? The Shvatim. Ruvain is Ruvain. There was a son, Bain Abonim. Among the sons, Shimon is Shomea Bekol Aviv Shabashmai. He'll listen to the voice of his father in heaven. Which interestingly are not the the reasons given by Leah in the Psukim. And then Yossi makes a comment. Yossi Barchanina makes a comment. Ain Shmosim Shel Shvatim Achor. They're not cloudy or foul. Lahem lahem covered, and the commentators on the madrash are trying to figure it out. Again, the Yosef says that maybe there's a certain imprecision when it comes to names, and he says no, the Shvatim's names were precise, and the Marzu says um, maybe the actions sometimes weren't uh, you know the, the the thing that's commented on if it's the oni or the snu or the sin or the hatred or the affliction, but nevertheless the names are still a praise. For the Shvatim. But there is a, a comment from the Rashash 
and he quotes his son Rav Matzis Yahu, and he says that he found a, a, a text from Amsterdam, Amsterdam printing, and instead of the word ahor, it's avud, which is, I guess, made. And he says, I believe that's the correct girsa, and this place is in the Parsha, finds a, another girsa like this from the Vatican, which is supposed to be a very reliable uh, version of this, of this text from uh, the Medish Rabbah. And he says that, no, it means that the, these names existed. Halfway through the comments, they were these were all used previously. They found that these lined up with the events of their lives. They used these to make a zikron remembrance. So therefore, Karu they used these. They're not quite lined up. And this lines up with a comment of the Svorno in this Parsha when it talks about Yehuda being born. Pasuk Lamed Hey. It says, Alkane Karashmo Yehuda. Sheyesh, this name of Yehuda, Yesh Basheesh Bazah Hashem, Osios. Hashem has the name, letters of God's name, Hanechbad, the, the exalted, honored, the in Zelush, and also the Lush in the language of Hoda. But then the Swana says, Venirish Ahayu Kol Elish Moshal Kadmonim, their names that existed before. Shematinu Kodim Lazay, you have before Yehuda, Yehudas, Bas Be'eri. And is she somebody? Who was going to embody these traits? Probably not. Esav's wife, Chiti. And then he also mentions a Shmuel ben Amihud before the Shmuel Hanavi uh, later. So he says they chose from names that existed as that had to do with the events of their lives. So this, this comment of the Rishash as well as the Sforno show us that. You say in Gaulus, and they take these names. And it's this idea of building up, perhaps. Building up and rising to the experience, which is what Yaakov does as he goes into Gaulus. There's a comment in the Sefer Dimensions of Chumash, Emmanuel Bernstein quoting his father, that Luz is a city where the Gemara says they live forever. And Yaakov renames the city Base El, House of God, based on his 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 vision, and Bernstein, Rabbi Bernstein, perhaps say that this is Yaakov introducing a new form of immortality. It's about spirituality, while Yaakov's on his way to Gaulus. And the fascinating final comments, which Rabbi Bernstein mentions from a sefer called the Torah Mo'adim from Rabbi Shlomo Yosef Zevin. It is the third piece in it. And it's towards the end of the first Aliyah, Yaakov says, if Hashem gives me the lechem lechol, food to eat and bag of milbush clothes to wear, he says, Hashem will be li le'elukim, will be my God. And there's a medrash. This medrash is, um, says two, is slightly above the previous quoted medrash. is medrash ayin, that was ayin aleph. But the, there are numerous, number of different 
times it says Vahaya, and it relates to Gaulus, the Geula. And Rabbi Zavin says that this fits nicely, right? Matim Nederzeh. This is the Neder of Yaakov. It fits nicely with Man Yitziyasm Shayisrael Gaulus. Says you have to have a big shmira to make sure that you survive in Gaulus. Focus on the Lechem Lechol Velged Lilvosh fine, but what about the Shuvam Bisholam El Avi returning? Says what happens? You get foreign ideals and maybe foreign gods and. He says, and I'm not even referring, he says, not just a question of, of stone and wood, but what we value, what we run after. He says, that, that does not mean returning to Beisavi. He says, the, the, the Seva has to be like the Yitzia. How does Yaakov go out? Following um, Yitzchak's command, it says he learned Torah in the Yeshiva of Shem Ve'ever for 14 years. And maybe uh, commenter of Yaakov Kamenetsky in the Emes Yaakov is that Yaakov has learned the Torah of Gaulus, how to survive in Gaulus, and that's how he leaves. And he says that's how he has to return with those principles. And Rabbi Zevin says, if you remove the future from the past, there's nothing to return there. So he says, Haya is normally a Lashon Avar, a past tense, and if you add the Vav, right, you talk about the Vav flipping, something we call the Vav Ahipoch, this is now we talk about the past being in the future. And that's what it is. If you take the past and you put it in the future, make that vahaya, take the past and put it in the future, then you can have Hashem as God and you'll return. And that is the idea of the Parsha of Gaulus. Start the Parsha of Gaulus here. And the Parshios, perhaps the next couple of Parshios, will focus on, on Gaulus and different themes of Gaulus. But at the outset, Yaakov leaving, Yaakov appreciating, like the Haksava HaKabbalah, that you can see Hashem in this place. And that place specifically, he's going to say, this is a place where a certain amount of immortal immortality, eternal life exists, and I'm going to add a, a spin to that. And the spin is going to be that you have to focus on on, on spirituality and Hashem. And then when he gets to Gauls and gets to Lavan's house, and he marries the Imahos, uh, Rachel and Layin talk about naming the children and take the names that existed in the society around them, but you elevate all of those names. And that's the idea of how we survive Gauls. We rise to the occasion. We don't want to be there. It's not pleasant for us, but we grow from it. We emerge stronger from it. It should be our, our ability as we are in Gauls, that we can grow from it and we can we can elevate ourselves. We can rise above it and end up better than we were, and we can ultimately return to our Father, Bashalom. Have a lovely Shabbos. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time.